Hey, you guys, Scott Horton here to remind you that it's fun drive time at the Institute right now. We only do this twice a year, but it's got to be done. And I'm proud to do it, too. We've got an incredible crew of the best writers, authors, and podcasters in the libertarian movement. From Jim Bovard, Lori Calhoun, Tom Woods, and Ted Carpenter, to Keith Knight, Kyle Anzalone, Hunter Dorensis, Connor Freeman, and all the rest of the guys. It's the best team around. We've published three books this year. Keith Knight's Voluntarist Handbook, Lori Calhoun's Questioning the COVID Company Line, and Joseph Solis Mullins, The Fake China Threat. And here any day now, we will be publishing Thomas E. Wood's Diary of a Psychosis, Jim Bovard's Last Rites, and Keith Knight's latest, Domestic Imperialism. That makes 13 books so far, with more coming in the new year, including my new one, Provoked, How Washington Started the New Cold War with Russia and the Catastrophe in Ukraine, which, I know, is already overlong and overdue, but I'm working on it, I promise. And which brings me to the point. We don't have a big glass office building in downtown Washington. The money we raise goes straight to payroll and book production costs, and that's about it. The Libertarian Institute is the best bang for your buck in the movement. If you believe in what we're doing, please go to libertarianinstitute.org slash donate for details on how you can help keep us going into the new year and the great kickbacks we offer as well. And we thank you for your support. All right, y'all, welcome to the Scott Horton Show. I'm the director of the Libertarian Institute, editorial director of Antiwar.com, author of the book Fool's Aaron, Time to End the War in Afghanistan, and the brand new Enough Already, Time to End the War on Terrorism. And I've recorded more than 5,500 interviews since 2003, almost all on foreign policy and all available for you at scotthorton.org. You can sign up for the podcast feed there, and the full interview archive is also available at youtube.com. Slash Scott Horton Show. All right, you guys, introducing Nasser Arabi. He is uh, the founder and director of Yemen Alan. That's Yemen Now dot com, I think it is. And um, is a journalist based out of Sanaa and has been a good friend of the show and reporter on the horrible war there since 2015. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing there, Nasser? Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I'm okay. Uh, that's good to hear. Uh, very happy to have you here. So, um, I mean, there's such big news going on, from what I can tell in the Western press and uh, from my colleagues at antiwar.com. It sounds like the Americans had finally failed to obstruct a peace deal and that the Houthis and Saudi had a peace deal essentially signed, I don't know, in pencil, initialed, but not quite, you know, perfectly ratified yet or something. But then this current war broke out between uh, Israel and Hamas in uh, in Gaza, of course. And now the Houthis have sort of, mostly symbolically, I guess, jumped in the war on the Palestinian side for their own reasons. And now, I don't know about Saudi and UAE, but it looks like the United States is considering going to war against the Houthi government in Sana'a soon. So I guess 
What can you tell us from your perspective there in the Capitol about why the Houthis are doing this, how far they're planning to go, and just how much trouble they're about to get the rest of y'all in here? Well, this is something up to the United States. Um, if they want to go on war on Yemenis because, because they, they just wanted to help what they could to help the Palestinians or to help, to help end the war or at least um, help uh, getting the aids into Gaza if this is if this is a, if this is something that deserves war from the pers- from the American perspective, it will be very funny. It will be it will be something that has never happened before. But uh, you know you know what Yemenis in the streets are happy if United States would come here and fight fight the Yemenis. They they talk to the streets when they have the news. And they said, okay, um, let's go, let's get started, no problem. Uh, and who, they, they, the, the Yemenis, they, they said, who have we been fighting with for 10 years? It's the United States. So they, 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 they felt like happy and um, don't care at all. So it's, um, it's very complicated, you know. Um, but um, I don't think this is going to happen. But it's if it's if if it happens, it will be uh, very crazy. Well, so can we talk about the Houthis' policy here in seizing and attacking civilian shipping in the Red Sea? I think the first ship was owned by an Israeli company, but then they've been firing. Yes. Go very good. Houthi was very clear from the very beginning. They tried they, after the war broke out between uh, Israel and Gaza uh, and Hamas and Gaza. Uh, Houthi said they would help. Clearly, they declared they would help as much as they could. So they tried to send uh, drones and missiles. But these drones and missiles were uh, mostly intercepted either by U.S. or by Israel or by Saudi Arabia. Then they said, what's easier for us is, this is the Houthis, is to, to, uh, to prevent any Israeli ship going through Babel Mandal. And they, they did this, of course. And then they said, any ship linked to Israel, and they did this. Anyone linked to Israel, whether by ownership or whatever. And then they said, any ship heading from any nationality, any ship heading to Israel, right? While they were, while they were doing this, they of course they attacked at least three ships and they seized one. They seized one called um, 
leader galaxy, they see that in, in a very famous operation, they see that in the in the in the high seas and they they uh it to the they led it to the to the to the Yemeni coast. Which where is now where it is now um more. Now the new thing now what happening now is that uh United States last week formed a coalition from ten countries at least from ten countries including one Arab country that is Bahrain and they said they said they would what they would protect the ships or the navigation from Houthi attacks. Of course, uh, Houthi said uh, Houthi is not attacking any ships in the going in the in the in the in the strait in the Bab al Mandeb Strait because they said no they they made it clear or they they clarified it by we don't attack any ship not and we don't attack any ship except the ships that are heading to israel and we will not continue forever we will continue this we will continue attacking this is Houthis. we will continue attacking these ships only until israel allow the 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 the, the aids into Gaza. Because Yaza is is sea, and so we'll try to help by sieging Israel from here. This is what Houthi is saying. We'll try to help by imposing a siege from the south of Israel, from the Red Sea, because we want the we want the the aids uh, to 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 be allowed into Gaza. And this is Houthi says. This is the the demand of the world. The General Assembly, the UN General Assembly, said this. They said they called for a ceasefire, and then the security, the 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 United the UN Security Council also voted for voted unanimously for a for a for a, a resolution that calls for a ceasefire, and then United States came and vetoed this resolution. So Houthi said. So uh, it's now America who who is who is who who is supporting the killers, who is supporting the killer of children of uh, of Israel, and uh, uh, this is uh, this is you know this is a big violation for the human rights uh, laws and for the international laws and uh, and uh, um, uh, all these kind of laws. So, okay, but Houthi now, Houthi yesterday, yesterday when uh, I mean the leader of Houthi, the top leader said, we will uh, target even the 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 U.S. warships if United States attacked us, if United States attacked Yemen, we would uh, um, uh, attack. We would attack there their ships in the Red Sea, and if they come to Yemen, uh, Yemen will be even more difficult than uh, Vietnam and Afghanistan, and this is what Houthis said. Uh, 
And we are here now, and um, we have to wait and see what happens. All right. Well, a couple of things there. First of all, according to Bloomberg News, the UAE is urging the Biden government to keep the Houthis or was it relist them? Uh, yeah, to redesignate them because Biden had taken them off, had taken them off of the terrorist list, which, of course, includes all kinds of sanctions and things. And UAE wants Biden to put them back on the terrorist list, which would ruin the deal. But according to Bloomberg News, Saudi Arabia doesn't want that. Saudi Arabia, as we have discussed before, learned the hard way that they can't beat the Houthis in this war and that more and more their oil refining, uh, oil refining capability is uh, in danger of Houthi drone and missile tech. And so they had been suing for peace. They had, and according to this Guardian article, Nasser, they had, and this is more than we knew, I guess, as much was secret, was that they had really made a lot of progress and were even disregarding the Americans in making real progress and were essentially on the verge of signing a real, um, you know, armistice to end the war between Saudi and the Houthis. And after everything that this country has been through for the last, you know, since 2015 especially, but even before that, of course, but since 2015 especially, the idea that they're going to throw all that away and risk going back to full-scale war with at least the UAE backed by the United States and or the United States. I mean, it's not going to be Vietnam or Afghanistan. They're not going to put the Marines in the 3rd Infantry Division so that the Houthis can shoot them up. They're just going to bomb the hell out of you from the air, the way that they've been helping Saudi and UAE do since 2015. And, and man, it can't possibly be worth that. You know, it's not the will of the world that the Houthis start shooting rockets to intervene in this conflict uh, as much as it is. You're absolutely correct that the entire General Assembly and U.N. Security Council are essentially unanimous about uh, the humanitarian aid and as well as the ceasefire. But and it's the U.S. vetoing it. But I mean, look at all what's stake here, all this stuff. Um, about, oh, we'll come and fight then. You're, you're who we've been fighting this whole time. But we're who the war has finally been ending with after all this time. And so, um, you know, all the all the macho tough guy talk is just, or and thinking behind that to me is just at this point completely crazy. And, and, um, and, and so dangerous for the, the future of civilian life in Yemen at the hands of the empire that the Houthi government is provoking now. You know, it's like George W. Bush saying, bring them on. And then he got all his guys shot up when he should have shut up. You know, what about that? Yes. But let me tell you something about Saudi Arabia. For Saudi Arabia, they said over and over again, time and time again, to United States uh, during uh, or over the last uh, few weeks, I am okay with Houthi now. I don't want you to uh, to to provoke them. I don't want you to. I so 
I don't want even to, to get upset from Houthis. I don't want you to escalate with Houthis. I, so I'm okay with them. If you if you if you are concerned with me, if you are concerned about what is happening between me and the Houthi, it's okay. We are almost. We are almost. We are almost. We are almost to sign the deal. We have been for. for I mean, we have been for one year now negotiating with Houthis. I don't want to 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 uh, to, uh, to spoil all that in in in, in minutes. So, but uh, but it's not now. It's not um, you know. There is a big pressure from United States that uh, that tells Houthi that tells Saudi to go back to to war in uh, with 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 Houthis. But I think this does it doesn't work and it will not work because uh, Saudis are very um, um, are very convinced that. It doesn't work to go with to to go in war with him with Houthis, uh, and um, it's very dangerous to them. It is very dangerous to the plans of Mohammed bin Salman 2030 plan and the economic plan. And so, but it's not only Saudi Arabia. United United Arab Emirates also wants something. They want something, as they they say they they talk about designating them again as terrorists. Uh, also, don't go to war with them, but they don't want to go now. They don't want to go. Neither Saudi Arabia nor United Arab Emirates. They don't want to go. They don't want to declare they are in war with Houthis. But they, uh, they are in, in uh, you know, as I told you always, they are in in, in, in complete or in a lot of disagreements with with each other, Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. They have different things, they have different strategies, different tactics, and uh, they are different in everything in, in, the, in, in, in the war in Yemen. So this is why they could not come to an agreement that would be uni uh, unified with the United States in terms of fighting or not fighting Houthis. So Houthi now has that support from Yemen and from the region and from even from the from everywhere. Because he is not Houthi is not you know Houthi is not um, that big power or no Houthi is, is wants only to to help. Houthi wants to uh, to translate the demands of the world that says Please stop the war in Gaza. Stop killing people in Gaza. Stop doing all these atrocities and uh, war crimes in Gaza. So this is what Houthi wants. And also uh, allow the humanitarian aid into Gaza. Yeah. Don't uh, break this sea into Gaza. So th this is... but. I um I don't think I don't think until now that United States will 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 be that foolish and uh, and wage a war with Houthis to protect the killers in Israel, the children killers in Israel, and uh, I, I I think this will be a, a big big shame on United States. Uh, uh, it has ever done. Hey guys, I've had a lot of great webmasters over the years, 
but the team at expanddesigns.com have by far been the most competent and reliable. Harley Abbott and his team have made great sites for the show and the Institute, and they keep them running well, suggesting and making improvements all along. Make a deal with expanddesigns.com for your new business or news site. They will take care of you. Use the promo code SCOTT and save $500. That's expanddesigns.com. Man, I wish I was in school so I could drop out and sign up for Tom Woods' Liberty Classroom instead. Tom has done such a great job on putting together a classical curriculum for everyone from junior high schoolers on up through the postgraduate level. And it's all very reasonably priced. Just make sure you click through from the link in the right margin at scotthorton.org. Tom Woods' Liberty Classroom. Real history. Real economics. Real education. Hey, y'all, I got a new coffee sponsor. Mundo's Artisan Coffee at mundosartisancoffee.com. When I wake up in the morning, I feel like my brain is all dried out. I need to pour a hot mug of rich, tasty coffee all over it to get it back working again. Like 10W30 for the noggin. Though not necessary, it helps if the coffee tastes good. Well, Mundo's Artisan Coffee does taste good. They get the best beans from all around the world, and they don't burn them. Support the show and support your brain at mundosartisancoffee.com. Just click the link at the right margin at scotthorton.org. I got to tell you, Nasser, as I know that you know, you've lived through this for the last decade here. There's no shame that prevents the American empire from doing a damn thing. And what we're risking here is, and I'm not sure exactly how easy it is to see from where you are, but for from where I'm sitting in Texas, what we have here, right, is all the Sunni kings are kept. And so, but the Shiites are essentially the enemy alliance uh, axis of resistance, as they call it, against the American empire in the region, led by Iran. Mm -hmm. Now they're friends in Baghdad and especially in Damascus more than ever before and Hezbollah as well. And the Houthis, all along the narrative of the Hawks has been that the Houthis are nothing but the sock puppets of the Iranians too. You can tell because they're Shiites. That's all you need to know. And that's why it's okay for the U.S. to help Saudi and UAE kill them all this time or kill innocent civilians in the name of killing them anyway in this war from 2015 to 22 here. And the risk is that just as we see with fighting at the border of Israel and Lebanon, and as we see with strikes back and forth between Shiite militias and American forces in Syria and Iraq right now, Nasser, I know you know where I'm going with this. We're at risk of a real regional war. And for every one rocket that the Houthis launch, because as you say, their intent is to get humanitarian aid in there to get Israel to stop the fighting— they are essentially adding to Israeli public relations that it's America and the West against Iran and their Shiite sock puppets throughout the region, the Shiite crescent. And so this could be just one step toward a real and horrible regional war, worse than what we've seen since Iraq War II. And, you know, nobody can want that. And so the Houthis are, in a, in a way, I mean, look at the map. The Houthis are a bit player in this compared to Iraq and Syria and Hezbollah. They're the tail wagging the dog. 
They should be sitting back and waiting until the Ayatollah tells them to go launch rockets. If he's not saying, then there's a reason he's not. Am I making sense here? You are. You are. Yes, you are. And this is the big concern, uh, Scott. This is the big concern with me and with everyone. This is the big concern here and everywhere. But, um, but I think, let me just tell you one thing. Let me just tell you one thing. It's, I think the, the cheapest, the shortest way, and the cheapest, and the least cost uh, way of avoiding all this is not to, to strike Houthis now, not to strike Yemen, but not to wage a new war, to, to, to end a war, to end the Israeli war, to end it. Agree. Because I absolutely agree with you, of course. Yes. Uh, uh, yes, this, this is the shortest way. The shortest way, the, the, sim, the, 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 the shortest and the easiest. Why we, 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 we go to other wars? Why we, we, we uh, and we can, we can just stop this war and that's it. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. Um, and I guess I could have stipulated that at first. It sort of goes without saying, but I'm just looking at it more just from the point of view of the Houthi role in this thing now. And it seems like such a risk of restarting the most horrible war, really at least equal to Iraq War II and Afghanistan, maybe worse, the American war against Yemen since 2015. And to see that war coming to an end and then the risk being raised again that it could be restarted. Um, that... And ultimately, too, this is only a parenthesis for some reason, that the more we're fighting against the Houthis there, the more Al-Qaeda and the Arabian Peninsula and whatever offshoots and all that that have grown up in the last decade here uh, have the advantage. And I consider them still to be a danger to American civilian life here. So... That, to me, is the highest priority, that ultimately the American war in Yemen against the Shiites is treason because it's essentially directly benefiting al-Qaeda on the ground uh, and has been this whole time. So, um, but no, you're, you're certainly right. And of course, I didn't mean to like underplay this, like, oh, this, all, the, all our troubles in the region right now are because of the Houthis. I just mean that in this recent round of violence since October, kicked off by uh, the Hamas jailbreak and slaughter there on October 7th, and then the Israeli insane reprisal ever since. The question is, you know, whether we're talking about Syria, Iraq, or uh, Yemen, or, or Lebanon, what's the re or Iran, What's the reaction of the locals? What are they going to do? How bad might this get? And so that's the only way I'm looking at it is, you know, with an eye toward it being minimized in all cases as much as possible, you know? A lot of people will benefit, not only, you know, a lot of people. Russia is also watching and China is watching. And they have their own interests and they have their own calculations. And they, you know, it's not, they are, they are, they are, they are, they are watching everything. I mean, it's, it's not easy to, to, to go to, 
to a world in such an important thing, in such an important way of, uh, you know, uh, I mean, a waterway like Babel Mandar, where millions and millions of uh, oil barrels pass every day, every day. Yes, it's uh, it's a it will be a big problem. Yeah, well, um, and now I'm sorry because I only got uh, what three more minutes here, real quick, two and a half. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about the situation on the ground and the development of politics in Sanaa since the ceasefire, the relationship, for example, between the Houthi government and the Southern Socialist Secessionists of the Transitional Council, um, Al-Islam and other important factions? The most important thing that I can tell you is is Houthi is getting and gaining a lot of popularity because of these things nowadays. Um, the fighters, the, fi the Houthi fighters were, you know, were raised from the very beginning as, you know, as our enemy is Israel and, and America. Our enemy is Israel and America. Now they are, uh, they say it's close now. Uh, our dream is, uh, is, is is close to to be to be realized or to come true. So they want to. I mean, they don't care. Be, those people want to 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 continue in this uh, in, in in never-ending wars. So the problem is that we are we are surprised. We are surprised why the Biden administration is 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 giving all these uh, chances uh, why they are doing all this why they are protecting uh, israel to this extent to the extent of of risking their security and their interest uh, uh, this is the this is the thing that that is not understood to me and to a lot of people but for the politics as you asked me politics here um uh, it's only now houthi and for um, uh, for the the dialogue between Saudi Arabia and Houthi, there is a lot. As far as I know, there is a lot of progress, and uh, the deal uh, would have been uh, declared uh, this month or these weeks uh, uh, if the war uh, was not there. But uh, now it is not. Uh, they are still continuing, uh, and. Uh, uh, the Saudi side is still um, uh, insisting on continuing uh, the dialogue with Houthi because they they don't want to to come back to war with Houthis at all. Mm -hmm. But the United States, United I'm sorry, Arab I'm sorry, Nasser. I, like Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I, I'm I'm so sorry to interrupt you, man. But I just absolutely have to go. I'm at a time wall here. Um, but I hope we can talk again very no, soon. No, no. Okay, I, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time as always, sir. Okay, y'all, that okay, is Nasser. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Y'all, that is Nasser Arabi. He's at uh, yemen-now.com. The Scott Horton Show, Anti-War Radio, can be heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA. APSradio.com, antiwar.com, scotthorton.org, and libertarianinstitute.org.